I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes Podcasts, if you would. Thank you. The Orange Eek out a 62-56 win against Northeastern despite coming out flat and finishing flat. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you and fan feedback. Some football news to go over. And Syracuse will take on Buffalo in an empty dome this Saturday. Not sure of the time just yet, but that will happen. It'll be a thing. Hopefully. Right, Joe? Yeah, hopefully. God willing. Right now it's uh, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. At least it's not 3 At least it's not 3. 6 p.m. on a Saturday is decent. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, that's decent. It's almost a nightcap, mm-hmm. you know? It's right there. So, say what network that's on, by the way. Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I figured you had something pulled up. Okay, so depending on what it's on. If it's on yes, then I'll be here. I'll stream it again. You'll be able to watch that on Facebook Live at Cuse Militia on Facebook if you want to check it out. Have some fun. Pop some tops. And enjoy ourselves. All right, Joe. Hayden, sure. Hayden Nelson, he uh, decommitted just before uh, early, the early signing period. Mm-hmm. Basically, sounds like a, a a mutual split between him and Syracuse football. And um, Cooper Dawson announced on Twitter, he said he'll be entertaining the uh, transfer portal in hopes of finding a new home to play football, wishing nothing but love and high hopes to my family at Syracuse. We all remember the viral video that went around with him. Well, we wish both of those guys the best of luck and um, their future endeavors, obviously. So uh, with that said, Kingsley Jonathan, he's announced he'll return to the program next season. He's going to take advantage of the extra year of eligibility. Joe loves it. By the NCAA's rule to curve some of this COVID dilemma and he's going to get um to come back so there's like yep. 11 11 more seniors we got josh black 
Uh, and there was another one. I'm drawing a blank. Aaron Cervais. Aaron Cervais, that's right. Um, and there's 11 more seniors that have yet to announce. McKinley Williams, Nikeem Johnson, Cody Roscoe, and Chris Elmore being the bigger names of those. So, though, I mean, look, if you get – oh, gosh, it's tough to pick just one. All but, of them? <laughs> but if you could get McKinley Williams and Nikeem jo- – I can't pick. Mm-hmm. I can't just pick. And Chris Elmore. And Chris Elmore, yeah. I would take those three out of the four, <laughs> I guess, if I had to choose three out of I'd four. I'd take all of them. I know. I would obviously take all of them. Obviously, that's the best case scenario, right, Joe? Yeah. So yeah. those are the names that are we'll be looking to hear drop soon. I guess we're going to look till after the holidays, probably before we hear any more of that news. Coach is going to give them the holiday to think that over. Yeah. So uh, – the early signing yeah, period, Joe. Just a lot of. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah, I didn't mean to jump ahead. It's just, well, I think, I mean, it's a lot of Cooper Dawson. I mean, he was signed to be defensive end, right? Hayden Nelson yeah. signed to be defensive end. Um, you have Kingsley Jonathan, who said he's going to return. So obviously, you know that he's going to be the starter next year. Right. Um, Josh Black as well, right? So, um, it's a <laughs> running the three-three-five. You know that most of the time, the other defensive end is going to be some a linebacker that comes up. Um, just, uh, um, Linton do it a lot. You saw, uh, Stephon Johnson do it a lot or Thompson. sorry, Thompson do it a lot. And, um, it's just one of those things where there's not a huge, um, I don't want to say need cause obviously you need them. And I think that we've talked about this before, but you only got one defensive end that's running out there and, and starting. And obviously you're going to be rotating and you want to have some depth, but I mean, you can get away with a lot less defensive ends on your roster now running the three three five so i can understand if someone looks and takes kind of a deep look i can i can understand if cooper dawson came in saw saw his um competition and then with kingsley jonathan saying he's coming back he's just like all right it, the, you know, i mean the writing's like, on the wall in a sense and we've talked about that sometimes with other players so it is what it is right it's just fine so yeah. again i mean realistically i'm excited because Again, McKinley Williams, to me, again, like what you said, to your point, was um, that was the guy that I would pick out of those four. I'm very, very excited about Josh Black. and um, Josh Black Kingsley is Jonathan. huge. Both of them, Kingsley Johnson right. well, and that's, Josh Black. Well, we, that's what we were worried about, right? When yeah. we actually saw, coming in this year, we saw a bunch of seniors that were going to be on our defensive line. So we are like, okay, well, we know that we'll be okay there. You know, I know they gave had some games where they, they struggled, but they had other games where they played well. And uh, the whole thing with that was really just depth, um, I think. But we were worried about the linebackers and the defensive backs, right? Well, not really the defensive backs because of Cisco and, and um, Trill, but then they get hurt. And Coley, they all get hurt. And next thing you know, we're like, okay, now we're worried. And we saw that def- that part of the defense really grow. So look, going into next year, I'm like, now nah, we got these guys that are going to get bigger. They're going to be better. And we're excited about the linebackers and the defensive backs. But we were about to lose four defensive linemen <laughs> right. just like that. So with this with this um, rule with COVID, it's a situation where you can get um, one last time. And I'll tell you, honestly, like I – I don't know. I, I don't see a, a situation why a lot of these guys won't, wouldn't come back. I mean, I can see a situation when, where maybe like a Nikeem Johnson might want to like go somewhere else and see if he can get some some stats or go to maybe a pass heavy place for because I can see him actually thriving. Right. But um, I would love to have him come back because of obviously our receiver depth. But 
really, I mean, even Cody Roscoe, McKinley Williams, we get those guys back. That'll solidify. We'll have the same depth, which, which whoever grows from this year in our, in our incoming, um, class. And then you have, uh, Chris Elmore, who the one thing that I've seen with Chris black or sorry, Josh black and with, um, Kingsley Jonathan and even Aaron Cervais, it's like, no, we're going to finish what we started. We're not going to go anywhere else. Like they're pumped to be with Babers. And I've, I've always felt that about with Chris Elmore too, you know, and you'd hope that those guys can maybe get McKinley Williams on board. And I, I definitely think that there's a good chance of getting Chris Elmore, um, coming as well. So Kingsley Jonathan said he's got unfinished business. And I think that's the chip that's on everybody's shoulder is the fact that, you know, it wasn't a complete season with the plug in the holes all year. And, I mean, good on them for for coming back and, and feeling that way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. So, let's go. Oh, yeah, because they can oh. easily, cause they have, <clears throat> they, can, they have a, a, well, they have an out. Yeah, they have an out, absolutely, sure. Oh, they don't, they don't have, have to one. stick with, they don't have to stick with that and, go, you know, deal with going one and ten again. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Right. They don't have to put themselves mm-hmm. through that. So, right. for them to go, come back, first of all, it shows character. Second of all, it shows loyalty. La Familia, man, Ohana. So, that's it. Um, that's what he's breeding over there and you know, it's paying, you know, some of it's paying off obviously. Yeah. Um, quickly, Joe, the early sign in period update, if anything from yesterday, what do you got? Uh, I mean, we got 19 players that signed, uh, pretty much all the good ones that we've talked about and the ones that we're expecting. And, uh, again, I'm not going to get into specifics cause this is turning into a two hour podcast. Exactly. So and, we always yeah. have our, uh, you know, our, Recruiting class and signing day podcast, but normally that's after the uh, national signing day, which is in, in February. February, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. So um, we're still gonna have obviously with the transfer portal and with uh, these guys, these seniors that coach said he's gonna give the holiday to you know think about and stuff like that. Um, 
there's still going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of news coming in, and we're not going to do that episode um, until after National Signing Day. Yeah, we'll give you the news as it comes, but a dedicated episode will come once everything is solidified. Yes. As much but as it can be. Yes, but all the ones that we are basically – that we want – you know, not, I don't want to say that we want like trying to downplay any of the recruits, but some of the ones that we've been more excited about, um, all the offensive tackles uh, and the defensive line, you know, uh, offensive and defensive line, they uh, they signed. So um, Malcolm Falk signed. Um, I don't really see Josh Huff signed. Um, Aronde Getz signed. Justin Lampson. I mean, all the, the big the ones big that ones. we've been excited about when we've yeah. talked about them. Uh, you know, just verbally committing. Yeah, they signed today. So yesterday, it's an exciting, exciting day. Or yeah, yesterday, and it's exciting. And um, you know, one of our better recruiting classes. So we'll see. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, on to the the Syracuse win over North uh, Northeastern, sixty-two to fifty-six. Let's hear what Coach had to say after the game. I think the danger of the game with Boston College. Everybody thinks that we're there. Boston College just had an unbelievably bad game. We made shots early, and then they just couldn't make anything. And that game has no relationship to reality. That's a game you just forget. It means nothing. And tonight we came out. We were we didn't get loose balls. We didn't get to loose balls. Allen was in a funk from the opening tip. I mean, he just tried to dribble into two guys early, and just was never involved in the game. While he was on the court, we lost. And, you know, Kadari's really good defensively. Um, you know, he, they didn't have him for any steals, but I, I, I believe he had one or two that I saw, so I'm not sure about that. But, you know, I, I thought he was really good defensively in his time. You know, we were plus seven when he was in the game, which is, I don't always look at that stat, but it's, it's, it was good for him tonight. I can't hear you. What can't? I can't hear you, Mike, with that mask on. I can't. Is somebody in the room with you? The bottom line is, we have to be uh, obviously way better on offense to have any hope of of success. It's good to sneak this out, get this one, but it's not a good sign. I'm really disappointed with Allen because Allen had five or six opportunities where we were running stuff and he could have gone right to the boards and gotten an easy tip and he just stood. He's standing on the three-point line. You know, he stood and watched the whole game on both ends of the court. I can't even tell you the defensive mistakes, how many. There were too, new, too many to count. And when you're not playing offense and you're not playing defense, it's, it's, it's just not good. And the inability to just get a loose ball that's right there. And then the same thing in Rutgers. I told him, if you're going to dribble it up the court, you can't just turn it over. And he did the same thing again tonight. He's doing a lot of things defensively that nobody sees because he's just position-wise. Um, he, he's really good there. He's good in the back of the press. I mean, he helps us back there. Uh, you know, he's just a really good player. He's a really good passer. He misses Elijah. Elijah cut better. He cut harder. He knew when to cut. Allen stands there, and then he start. Then he stops. Then he's you know, 
he just doesn't see the play over there. And it's a simple play. But, you know, Marek's been, you can't say enough about him. He's, he's been tremendous. Tremendous. All right, the coach montage is brought to us by our title sponsor, Bet Online. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all of the action at Bet Online. Right now, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get over there, check it out, sign up. <laughs> Joe's digging this one. Joe's digging this one. I got to win. <laughs> uh, get over there, check it out, sign up today. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you. Bet online. All right, Joe. The good, the bad, the ugly, the good. Mm. Uh, to be honest with you, and this is <clears throat> honest as I could be, I guess, and it might not be popular, but um, I don't think games with this poor shooting are going to be a constant problem that we're going to have to overcome throughout the year. I know you heard Coach, and he said, well, you know, this is a, this is a, it's not a good sign. Well, look, we have these games. This is not abnormal. It does not yeah. worry me. It does not cause concern for me. I've seen what Syracuse can do on offense. We're going to be fine. Guerrier with a double-double. 18 points, 16 rebounds. That's a game high for him. Joe Girard, 9 for 9 from the free throw line. Six steals and a game high, 21 points. The bat. Um, I'm going to put Buddy and Griffin in here. I know Buddy did some things that weren't decent, but on the stat sheet, he was missing. Okay, a combined for two points, a combined one for 16 from the floor, a combined 0 for six from behind the arc. Neither one of them got to the free throw line. Assist to turnover ratio for this game was eight to ten, bringing the offensive struggles to light. The ugly, the ugliest thing in this game, obviously, is the two for eight from distance for the orange. Eleven percent. What did I say? Two for eight. Two for 18 from distance, 11%. Uh, as a team, the Orange went 19 for 60 from the field, 32%. Joe, not a great mm. shooting night for Buddy. Alan Griffin's worst game so far this season, this young season, rather. Uh, it happens. It happened early. I don't expect it to be a thing. And for, Gri for Griffin, you know, it's a live and learn experience complete with the whole, you know, being called out by coach and the presser deal. So we got that out of the way early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> so he's initiated. That's like getting knighted. So mm -hmm. uh, he was excoriated by coach in the presser. He's official. Look, live and learn. Um, he's worried about his offensive game. If you didn't listen to the presser, he's extremely focused on his offensive game. And it's throwing the defense for a loop. He doesn't look totally with it on defense, to say the least. That's been noted. But what do you think, Joe? Well, from what Bayheim said, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, we've seen times where he has rebounded and followed the shots and, and done all the, the little things and basically just hustled. Um, we've seen that. But he's been scoring in every game until this one. So uh, maybe he's on to something. Maybe it's just uh, one of those things where it's just an anomaly and – Bayheim kind of, you know, like you said, knighted him in the press conference by calling him out. And now it's like maybe he comes back and doesn't have a game like this again. Or at least he's going to understand that even if you're shooting bad, 
then you're going to have to still you hustle. You have to do something else. Do these other things. Right. And that's the thing is I hate when I, when shooters, when, when they do that, because, um, those other things can build confidence in the game too. Right. If you're shooting bad and you're just going to keep hucking and hucking and just, you get frustrated and more frustrated and more frustrated until you make one turning the ball uh, over. But, but you're turning the ball over and you're not playing defense and you're not following your shot and going in for rebounds. Like those other plays can be momentum on defense that can get you back into your confidence lane to where you start hitting shots. And it was just unfortunate that, um, that that's how it went down. I mean, I don't expect this at all. Every single game we've seen this with Bayheim and players every year, our whole, our whole lives. Right. So, and the thing with buddy too, that's funny is, is that, he went one for 12, and he hit the first shot of the game. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Right. That's so right. Uh, from that point on, it was just, you know, we have to do what we have to do to win the game. And we ended up playing enough defense. We got steals. Joe and, and Kadari getting in the lane. And, I mean, with Quincy Joe. down low. I mean, without Quincy. I mean, that's there's, that's two things. It's If their guard never got hurt, who knows if we ever win that game. And um, on the flip side, I mean, yeah, Quincy. Walker won us that game yeah walker yeah i mean joe didn't do a bad job either six steals well no and i mean the steals had a lot to do with it but the fact i mean that I mean, quincy was very well yeah i mean it was quincy it was, and joe that yeah got that i mean mark did what mark does but there, there's a couple other points that were made in fan feedback that i won't touch on now but i think they're 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 good points as well um you know alan griffin only getting what was it 24 minutes man just had to sit and watch and yeah. soak it in because it wasn't happening. That's what's going to happen. You know, think about when Sadibi comes back and we're able to move Mark back to the wing. And you already got Gary A over there who's playing at an extremely high level right now. And you've got Mark who just, even on his bad days when the buckets aren't falling, and he missed a couple, he missed a couple at the rim again too. He's got to clean that up as well. But even on bad days when he's not scoring real well, he's doing, he's doing the other things. He's getting the assists. Yep. He's he's handsy. He's he's creating. He's taking the charges on defense. I think this dude takes a charge, an offensive foul, like almost every game. He gets he gets one almost every game. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So yeah, definitely insane. And uh, again, it's one of those things where if any one of those guys, whether it's Gerard Bayheim or Griffin, if they want to act like that. Or if they want to play like that, then there's going to be a situation. And again, sometimes there's just other things going on, or you just have a bad day too. So um, you never know what's in the mind of yeah. you know people. Whether there's family issues, personal issues. I mean, it's 2020 COVID, so who knows? But uh, you got a guy like Kadari Richmond on the bench where you're going to come in, and he's uh, I don't, he doesn't make the the right play every time, but he's pretty consistent. Doesn't really care about scoring. He'll get to the line, uh, and he's. A really good defender up top. Um, so, you know, we can switch offense, defense if certain guys aren't playing defense. And again, we talked about that um, a couple of podcasts ago. It's nice to have that kind of depth. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like we said, when Sadibi comes back, gets deeper. They, I think they trailed at one point by six points. And at one point, I think three points felt insurmountable. It felt like 10 at one point. <laughs> We're down by three with four minutes left or three minutes left. It felt like mm-hmm. 10 freaking points. Because no matter what we did, nothing was going our way. There was some bad turnovers by Northeastern. I don't know what they were trying to do. They're a horrible passing team. Um, just horrible. Uh, they, were, they threw the ball away. There was some easy steals for Joe. And, you know, 
Uh, if it weren't for that coming down the stretch, I think it would have been a little bit worse. But, you know, Syracuse did what they had to do. But my point is, my question is, rather. Yeah, stop was, shooting threes. <laughs> yeah. Was, was there any doubt, though, really? Was it one of these games you're like, oh, they're going to lose? Like, I never thought that. I really didn't. I, and, I mean, I'm not trying to be. Well, it was close enough. I mean, the largest lead for both teams was six. six. So yeah. that's not. Yeah, with the way that our guys shoot, I mean, as bad as they did shoot, like you just sometimes something happens, gets contagious, and boom, 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 and all of a sudden it's a wrap against a team like that. And I think we were uh, also able to score ex- from the line too. I'm sorry, we were also able to score from the line when we were behind as well, which yeah. di- didn't hurt. Well, and that's that that was what was huge. I mean, that's uh, obviously what happened is it was uh, we're just it's not our day from from beyond the arc. We got to stop shooting. And that was, I mean, mentioned in the presser too, by the way, that was the strategy. Go get fouled, get to the line. Well, yeah, because of what we did with them. I mean, nine for 28 from the three point line. I mean, we can take that, you know, against yeah. a team like Northeastern and everything, especially when we still keep them under 40% and from, um, you know, the two, but when we're not hitting ours, then you got to just stop shooting that, especially when you have the mismatches and the guys like Doljai and Gary. I mean, Doljai missed a couple of bunnies. Um, he still went seven for 13, shot over 50%, but he missed a couple more. So Yeah, he did. Um, it was a situation where we had to pretty much do what we had to do, and then Joe was hitting shots. I mean, Joe wasn't necessarily, I mean, two and nine from three and five of 16, so it wasn't efficient, but he was the only one hitting them from deep. Yeah, and a great game from Gary A., like we said. Probably the MVP. I don't think it's a question yeah. with the double-double. 16 rebounds. The team as a whole, from ES- according to ESPN, 37. So, um, yep. you know, really good. Almost half of them. All right. It's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do. Get to the socials after the game. I'll ask for your thoughts on the game. Go there. Leave your thoughts. We will choose them either at random or we might read them either way. Uh, we try to bring them here, the good ones, okay? The good ones and the bad ones, but I want I want the good ones first, okay? And then I look for stuff to pick apart, uh, which is is rare, to be honest with you. Most of the people who comment are pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, one more point, Joe. Alan Griffin came into that game against Northeastern, and we talked about it in the last show, averaging 18.4 points a game. He comes out Mm -hmm. averaging 15.3 a game. He was the team leader. Quincy takes the team lead at this point here with after that game with 16.5 points a game. Also, Quincy, is he's almost averaging a double-double right now with 9.8 rebounds a game. So, um, to piggyback on what I said about uh, Quincy right before we – Ended that segment. Um, solid, solid stuff. Okay. <clears throat> Jesse on Facebook. Quincy looks like an NBA player mm-hmm. and should probably leave after this year. Very solid and consistent. Kadari looks like he could also be an NBA player if he had the play time. Uh, stat wise, this was the worst. Uh, stat wise, this was his worst game, but he did so much that didn't show up on the stat sheet. We lose this game. If we did not bring him in late, even when Kadari is having bad shooting performance, he can impact the game in so many ways. Defensively, facilitating, and he goes on. Link. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Athleticism. So, Joe, that's a solid point because... um, when when coach put him in, you felt a little bit of a shift. I mean, you could tell it was it would, it, it still took it was a little bit, but I, obviously, um, it felt like um, it felt better in there. There was more cohesion. I felt like in there, and they had him and Joe at the top, and threw Buddy to the wing, and yep. played it that way. So, um, well, yeah. I mean, it's again bringing just a, that good of a defensive player. I know it said that. Joe had six steals, but I think a couple of those steals were off Kadari's tips. So That's both of them worked pretty well uh, together up there and um, ended up working out. I think there was a couple times where Buddy got put in some um, precarious situations in the, the wing where he lost his little battle there, whether it was for a rebound or a layup or something. But overall, it didn't hurt us. And um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. Our defense got better. And I thought that that allowed us to grind out a win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kadari went Kadari went five or six from the line, so he was yeah, getting steals, leading fast breaks. He threw the oop to Quincy. I mean, yeah. So that's you know, again with the uh, you wish you had you know the crowd there. Obviously, um, I just want to check Kadari's free throw percentage for the year because he's actually been awesome at the line. This stupid thing's not working right. Son of a gun. Um. <laughs> Hold on. No available stats. I can, I can get you. 
All right, get that for me. Um, Jason on Facebook, uh, no more we haven't played in two weeks' excuses. They look the same against Bryant. Inconsistency will be the downfall of this team. Great teams fire on all cylinders. Look, it's early. I, I agree that it's not an excuse. In fact, Coach said in the presser we had plenty of – we had two full practices to prepare for Northeastern. He didn't blame it on that at all. They came out sluggish, man. They were sluggish. They weren't in, you know, lighting the world on fire by any means, in any sense of the words. So, yeah, it's not an excuse. Mm. Coach acknowledged that. And what? You got a surprising stat? No, I'm just, oh, oh, 17 17 to 21. That's pretty Um, good. What percentage is that? You shot it uh, out, didn't you? Jeez, I'm crawling. Uh, It's high. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, we play like that against a team that can score really good, a really good team opponent, then that's going to be a problem. So Northeastern just couldn't score enough points to pull away. Yeah. Um, Mahir on Facebook, I feel like every year Cuse has a game where they really struggle to score or get any kind of rhythm. Yes, duly noted. Uh, I totally agree, Mahir. Uh, Today was one of those games. I think Buddy is a great shooter, but today he shot it way too much. If If his shot is not falling, he's got to move the ball. And he didn't do that today. I hope this was the worst game Griffin has in a Cuse uniform, but every player has got him. Got to feed the ball inside when Quincy is playing the way he did today. Um, He mentions, is the Quincy and Gerard show? Kadari make a guest appearance. Hats off to those three. Uh, No more 3 p.m. games. Yeah, I don't know if the time had anything to do with it, but it it felt like it could have. It was a weird feel. And we had a storm rolling through here, too, so it was like dark and gloomy. Oh, it was a weird feel to that game. But yeah, I was working. Yeah, I know. You got to watch no the feed. Threes. You got to watch the feed. Yeah, it took me 4 hours to watch it, but So what? You got to watch it. You're welcome. You're welcome. The longer I waited, that's what was agonizing I think about it. Like what you said, like when you were watching it live like live time, like real time and you were like was there any doubt? Wasn't there like I was like watching Six, and seven minute spurts and then yeah. having to go work for 25 minutes wondering what the hell's going on. And I got my buddy at work busting my balls like, hey, man, North and Eastern's been catching on fire. Like he's saying all this stuff like you guys are struggling with Northeastern. But That's he was annoying, saying we were right? down like 17 and this, this and that. So he was completely, you know, BSing. But yeah, Mahir, made to me your, more nervous to to uh, to Mahir's point. Yeah, we have these games. We mentioned it. Cuse has them every year. So, you know, it's a W, man. Just let's roll with it. I don't know what else to mm-hmm. say. So, um, anyway. All right. We will get back to fan feedback here shortly. Um, we want to first tell you again about Bet Online. Now, you might not be able to get to a game this year, but can you still get in on all of the action at Bet Online? Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts thank you bat online title sponsor for the Cuse militia armchair media and tie thoughts i think season one's over by the way <laughs> i think we put a we put a cap on that one but we'll, we'll check with tyler we'll have tyler on soon all right it is it is 
It is the holiday season. It's a, it's a season for giving, Joe. Why not give one lucky guy some Manscaped Performance Package? The ultimate men's hygiene bundle makes the perfect gift. Imagining open attractive boxes says your balls will thank you. That's just what I want when I wake up Christmas morning. The most sought-after gadgets sense and scents a person could find, including in this new package, is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is a waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. You know the deal. 79% of partners polled admit that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why have them? Why have them when you can get Manscaped? The bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for everything below the belt. Um, Go ahead, get this for yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends. It's the best gift for anybody. Come this Christmas, Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget about the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Reserver and the Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reserver and the Ball Toner. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you, Manscaped. Yeah. So you talk about when we talk off the air. I know. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now I do. <laughs> I don't have the contour design. By the way, shout out to at Dradzitz on Twitter. He got his perfect package 3.0. He said, "I'm not waiting for Christmas. I'm getting this thing now because I'm going to be ready by Christmas. When I'm in my jam jams, come Christmas morning, I'm going to be fresh. I'm going to be ready to go or rip into those presents. No, no drag." No drag. Not I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah, whatever you say, buddy. Not I mean. <laughs> All right. At L. Michelle XO, she, she says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We're the Globetrotters. Every other game will look like the Globetrotters versus Buffalo on Saturday. Okay. All right. I was going through I the schedule. So. I know. I was going through the schedule here. So that means Buffalo is a Globetrotters day. Notre Dame is not. Wake Forest mm-hmm. is. UNC is not. Florida State is and Georgetown is not. Oh, it worries on, me a little does, bit. It does come not on. work like that. Oh, shut up, Joe, and have some fun. Just quit being so damn stiff. At Baptized by Fire 75 <laughs> on Twitter. I said it earlier. I used to love the 2 3 zone, defended it the last five to seven years. But now, with how basketball has changed to a three point game, I think the 2 3 zone is outdated. It is designed for teams to shoot long range. Too many teams today have three to five players who can do it well. Joe, we have this conversation every year, without a doubt. This is our fifth year covering Syracuse basketball, Joe. There has not been a season where this was not a main topic throughout a portion of the season. So, he was a defender of the 2-3 zones, Joe. Yeah. What What do you think? I'm getting your thoughts uh, first on this, if you couldn't tell. I, I see that, yeah. Um, well, yes, as, as much as the game has changed into that, also uh, there's been a lot of change as far as um, different sizes of different positions and stuff like that, right? You never had six, seven point guards like Kadari Richmond and certain length players and athletes and where they can play, so... There's certain ways that you can combat that whole shooting threes type stuff. And even, you know, look at Northeastern versus, you know, our game the other day. Um, you know, I think I think that we have some pretty good three-point shooters on our team. I think that we're probably an above-average three-point shooting team. And there's just going to be days where you're off. So, 
if you want to build your team around a situation of, which is funny because I don't know, maybe our team is, but if you want to build your team around a bunch of three-point shooters and guards, then I don't know. You're going to have days like we did yesterday against Northeastern, I guess, right? Especially if you're yeah. going to be playing so, against you know, a 2-3 zone. Because the, the thing is, is the 2-3 zone, it it forces you to shoot more threes than you're comfortable doing. You know what right. I mean? It kind of, it kind of just like, that's what we're going to give you. And Jim Beheim plays the percentages. I mean, he we plays talked the about percentages. that with the game, the game before, uh, was it Boston college or was it Ryder? It was one of those teams where they barely shot. I mean, they weren't shooting a lot of threes at all. They shot like 40 something threes in like three games. And they came out and they shot like 20 something. That was that was not Boston College. It was either Ryder or it was. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Ryder. I think it was too. And as far as Northeastern goes, I mean, they came out and hooked up twenty eight. So and they weren't a great three point shooting team. So um, I mean, that works too because there are ways that you can, and it forces you to move the ball through the through the zone. There's not players that know how to you know beat the zone. There's players that, oh, I can beat this guy one-on-one. I'm a beast, this, this, and that. But when you start bringing the zone into it, you gotta you got to penetrate it, whether it's a pass through the free-throw line or penetration through the guard. And you have to have guys move into the open spaces once the defense reacts. So it takes a lot of, you know, kind of headspace and mental to be able to, like, kind of understand how to beat the 2-3 zone. And some people just aren't acclimated to doing it. So it throws a little spice in there. And, it, and, and that's does. what I like about it, I think. Look, um, here, here's my thing. Okay, A lot of those threes that were made, especially at Rutgers, dude, they were wide open. Okay, mm-hmm. So if you do it right, you, they don't get the wide open three. The 2-3 right. zone is about discipline. It's about staying in your spot and not yep. being fooled by the ball movement. The problem we've had the past few years is they get fooled by the ball movement. It's simple. Right. They, thro- so they throw the it into the lane, they kick it out. Compensate, right? Yeah, and well, then you're overcompensating. Yeah. Right. The one, the first person misses his, you know, assignment. his assignment, and then the next person has to come up and completely put himself sometimes out of position. And, and I think that's one of the things when Beheim talks about Mark playing in the, in the middle and things that people don't see, is I think that's, that's a lot of what Mark does is he'll step up and he'll come out of position, still guard his guy, but stop the guy that just blew his position, you know, right. his guy. Right. So there's little things like that where. There could be an open bucket, but Mark kind of kills it with his position. And um, yeah, you're completely right. You know, all it takes is a pump fake and a guy to go jumping and go f- flying, and the next guy comes, and then somebody else is open. So yeah, it's 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 about discipline and and, and doing what you're supposed to do versus every single rotation. So if, if it's played right, we've seen what it could do. I guess is my point. And, and absolutely, and, and that's just that's that's why I wouldn't give up on it. He's the only coach that's really this what he's known for. It's, he's he has, well, he, he has, to- hold on, he has perfected it. Jim Beheim has perfected it. It's getting the kids to learn it. If they do right. it the way they're supposed to, it is a nightmare. Yeah, those, yeah. those. And he even, he even spoke about it in his presser that you know, usually we're top five in turnovers cause. Yeah. People, players of steel. I mean, I remember what it was, what Benajay and Cooney, they were both in top five in ACC steals. Like, they, you know, you force turnovers, you force shot clock violations, you force steals. At mouse, at mouse Ader. I, look, man, I'm not going to judge. We had a lot of potential. We have a lot of potential this year. I'm impressed with the level of talent, but I'm completely disappointed in Coach B for playing Dolzai at center for 40 minutes 
and none of the bigs at all. You have to develop these young guys at, to be better in late season. Look, here's the thing. This is easy. This is easy. They're not. He doesn't feel that they're ready. It was a game we were struggling. Look, if he thinks they can do something, I promise you guys they'll put him in. It's as simple yeah. as that. I mean, he tells us yeah. all the time. I, I don't even know why, like, the media going in and questioning these things. Like, why? Do you not have a better question? Like, you know you know the answer to that question. You know, oh, why did Mark play 40 minutes? You know what I mean? Or you do it like Dan well, Tortora does, and, and you present it like, you know, Mark is great. He played all 40 minutes. You know, that's Dan Tortora. Dan Tortora comes in there. Every time I hear him, he's got a great question. And um, something that we I think every one of his questions we put into the montage, if he's in there. Put it that way. Because he, he, yeah. he, he, he... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, you're not going to you're not gonna waste... I don't want to say waste your time, right? But at this point, we didn't have a normal... We didn't have any exhibition games. We didn't have our normal non-conference schedule. That's when you do those kind of things. Um, we're ramping up to get into ACC play. We don't have... We don't have time you to know, play... 13 or 11 or 11, whatever. Yeah. You know, 7, 8 gimmies to allow these guys to get in there. And at the end of the day, when, when Sadibi comes back, he's going to be the guy in there. And none of those bigs are really going to be seeing any time anyway. So all you can do is develop them in practice, but you're not going to use, you're not going to use a real time game where you're losing <laughs> against Northeastern to throw somebody in there that you don't really think is ready just to what they're not going to, they're not going to get, they're not going to advance good enough at this point for the next couple games until CDB comes back anyway to the point where they're going to have playing time once he comes back. And I'm not saying that it's a waste of time. And then obviously if we come out and we hit our shots and we're beating them by 20-something points, then they're going to get time. But right. we, we talked about it. When it's a close game, he plays his seven or eight. And he played his seven. That's right. Really his six. But True. I mean, Woody, Woody had minimal minutes, but... He did. Um, Kadari, what, he have 18? Mm-hmm. Right, eighteen. Um, all right, we'll finish up here. I had more, and I'm sorry we're we're running out of time now. At Cuse Waterboy, ugly W, but better than a pretty loss. Um, absolutely, Gary A is a double double machine, and Richmond needs more time at the top of the zone as his D is great. Gerard with some clutch buckets and some free throws, but also frustrating plays. Should have seen this coming with a 3 p.m. tip and a 48 hour notice. Um, I don't know really what notice they got because this was rumored what Sunday something like that, right? I mean, I know they don't practice, right. they don't not prepping then, but um, when you play at three in the afternoon, I mean, do you eat lunch <laughs> or do you wait? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what do you do? Because it's gonna weigh you down, right? I mean, what do you do? You just mm-hmm. go to the gym and practice. I mean, three p.m. sucks. That's a crappy yeah. time. That's attorney time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, I totally agree with that. And, yeah, Richmond, I mean, Richmond's going to be a star, man. I mean, he's going to get, he's going to be that guy coming in, what they did against Northeastern, moving Buddy over the wing if if they're able to and configure some things that way. Buddy did it pretty good last year. I think Buddy's still getting into, back into the swing of things, being with the team and stuff. I think he's only been back a week. So, right. you know, we'll we'll see it come together, man. That's why, too, this game should, and I'm glad, was played. Because, and if we can squeeze in another one, again, 
I will be all for it, even if it doesn't look great. It's just the fact of getting out there and getting the experience and stuff. You know, I don't care if it's yeah. at three o'clock or noon. I mean, it's just yeah. getting you got to be able to it. use this time right now to have the the core players that haven't gotten a full non conference exhibition schedule and even really normal practices in to be able to gel together. And right. because of all the protocols and all the COVID stuff, they really nothing is normal. So when something just pops up or, you know, something's not going well, I mean, I don't, I, it's hard for me to take it too seriously or really get on a guy because you never really know. There's yeah. just so much stuff going on. Yep. Um, just got to show up and play, man. Yeah, I want to thank everybody who participated in fan feedback. We appreciate and love you guys. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping this next game coming up, We'll get to stream. We'll get to hang out and, and, and do some some of that stuff this Saturday <laughs> evening. And that game is Buffalo. The all-time series with Buffalo sits at 28-6 and six in favor of the Orange Joe. Uh, Syracuse had won 18 in a row dating back to 1963 before December 18th, 2018. Uh, 79, or excuse me, 71-59 uh, loss. Uh, starting lineup that night was Howard, Battle, Chuku, Brissett, and Hughes. Hughes led the Orange with 15 points that night, and it wasn't enough, but he still led, which is great. The series started in 1918, and Syracuse would win three of the first five. The Syracuse Orange and the Bulls played most every season from 61 to 78. Buffalo won three straight from 61 to 63 before the aforementioned 18 straight by the Orange. Joe, the Buffalo Bulls are sitting at 3-2 and two currently. So far, uh, their most recent win they're coming off of is a 90-62 win over Miami, Ohio. Six foot five forward, uh, Jonathan Williams looks like a problem. Just looking at numbers, he's averaging 20 points a game and 8.6 rebounds a game, and he's hitting 51.52% of his shots. So, yeah, he seems like an issue. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, it, this team's been tough. When I went back and looked through, uh, it was very hard to find uh, news about this, obviously, national news and stuff like that. So I don't know how many – I know that not everybody that is, has been playing recently um, had played in some earlier games. So I don't know if there was some COVID issues early. I do know that the coach, uh, Mike Weitzel, is not going to be on the sidelines for this game because of uh, COVID, COVID quarantine. Yeah. And um, – I don't know if that's going to be an issue. I don't believe he was actually against the Miami Ohio game either. So um, Buffalo is is in full strength though. Whatever whoever they were didn't whoever didn't play earlier in the season is back and um, makes them a little bit deeper. And again, like you said, uh, I, I I looked at it and I thought it was uh, Jonathan, but. Jonathan Williams is Jonathan, definitely a problem. I, I I was going to go with Jonathan, but then I was like, I think it's Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> I guess we'll find out and Saturday. Then, uh, right, right, right. So their main guys, they got, you know, three double-digit guys with Jonathan uh, Williams, who's leading scorer and rebounder, like you said. Uh, senior guard Javon Graves uh, is averaging 16.5 points a game. And uh, junior guard Ronaldo Segu is averaging um, almost 14 points a game. And all those guys are around 30 to 34 minutes a game on average. Uh, they got a big guy that starts, Brock Bertram, uh, 6'11", 240-something. So he averages about 17, 18 minutes a game. But, sorry, 21 minutes a game. But um, he doesn't obviously – he starts, but he doesn't – he plays about half the game. 
and also a Trayvon Fagan. Fagan. <laughs> Missed that. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Trayvon Fagan. <laughs> Has also started every game. Um, not really uh, an offensive problem, but he's six eight, and uh, he rebounds very well. So that's pretty much your starting lineup for every single <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, I didn't think you were gonna. I mean. You know, out of all the names that you mispronounce, <laughs> and considering that we're, you know, adults, I didn't think that was going to affect you that much. So, okay. you all right there, buddy? Yeah, take it from, I don't know, wherever you f*** up. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Act your age, Joe. Act your yeah. age. I'm crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I definitely called him Fagin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh my God. God, I needed a good laugh. Whew. Holy God. <sighs> okay. Take it, take it from somewhere I can splice this together. I don't even know like what was said, bro. <laughs> What'd you say about Fagan? <laughs> <laughs> For real, what'd you say? What was it, what was the point of even bringing him up? Because <laughs> he was the last starter. That's it. That <laughs> was that even necessary. You could have avoided this whole thing. All right. You were saying something about rebounding or something. Yeah, I know, but I think that went. You want me to go back and find it? Let's just go back to wherever you started laughing. Or, I don't know. We're experiencing technical difficulties. We're experiencing technical difficulties. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, and he's been the last starter when everyone has uh, been in and been healthy. So they definitely um, bring in. Different guys. Uh, I think they played. Think something like eight or nine. I think that had over fifteen minutes last game. So um, another one to worry about. Keyshawn Bruton. Brut- <laughs> um, he comes in. He shoots a lot of threes. He's uh, only played two games, but he's kind of came in and shown that he's one of the more. Um, offensive rounded guys you can just tell that this team just hasn't i mean just by looking at the box score they haven't gotten together and played enough games together to really bring it together with their coach out too um but you never know because this team has been really really good and made tournaments um for a long time i mean they were 12 seed one or two years ago so uh they got some size and you definitely have to play better than we did wednesday yeah so yeah it's going to be interesting get some revenge it's been two years since we met, and obviously they got the best of us. And, you know, it was a big thing the rest of the year. They actually did really good that year. That's what you are talking about. They was were, it two or was it last year? No, last year was ODU. <sighs> Remember? Yeah. Yeah, the year before that was Buffalo, 2018. Mm. 
Gotcha. So, um, and they made the tournament that year, and they weren't that bad. So, right. Um, we'll have to see. You know, we'll just come out with energy. We got a couple more practices. I'm not worried about this game. But then again, I wasn't worried about it two years ago either. But you know, no, after you, you, the last game, you know, you know what I'm saying. I don't though. think there's any way the coaches are going to let them come out like that. Yeah, you, you got to come out with way more energy. I don't know what the hell that was, but um, we'll, we'll chalk that up to the time of day, I suppose. So anyway, that <laughs> is it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm making an excuse. That's my excuse. There you so, go. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us. As always, I want to thank Bet Online. And I want to thank um, Manscaped. Get over to Ben Online. Check them out. Get over to Manscaped, man. Get yourself a Christmas present, gentlemen. Ladies, get your man something for Christmas. Manscaped.com. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.